Rabotai, Tariag Mitzvot. And we are up to the 232nd Mitzvah. And that is the Mitzvah, Shelo Lehakshil Tam Baderech. We shouldn't put a stumbling block in front of a blind person on the road. It's a negative commitment in Parashat Kedoshim. The source Pasuk is Lefnei Iver Loteten Mechshol. Perek Yutet Pasuk Yudalet. The way the Chinuch defines this mitzvah is not only putting a physical stumbling block in front of somebody that's unaware, <coughs> but it means to give intentional bad advice. Shelo lehakshil b'nei Yisrael. To not put a stumbling block in front of a fellow Jew. To give them bad advice. Aval niyashir otam. We're supposed to try to guide them in a straight way, Now, we're not prophets, so we really don't know what the right advice is, but you're supposed to give advice based on what you think is the right thing. That's why he says, I mean, You can't blame a person if he gave advice that he thought was right, and then it went sour. So that's not a, not a problem. He had good intention. But we're talking about where the guy has a sinister intention where he's giving him bad advice on purpose. And the Hainuch gives an example. Al tomar adam lechavero mechor sadeka veka hamor vehu okef alav venotla hemenu. The guy says, oh, I have good advice for you. You should sell your field and buy a donkey. And after he convinces him, what does he do? He buys the field from him because he wanted the field himself. Therefore, he gave him bad advice to sell only because he wanted to buy. Similarly, this would be if you bring somebody to commit an avera, uh, if you, uh, let's say, uh, you know, convince him to do the sin, the Hinuch writes that even though the person you convinced ultimately does the sin b'mezid, so therefore you didn't put a stumbling block, he knows that it's forbidden, and he's doing it anyway, but you were part of the process to convince him, you aver on the iver. Now, why is that an iver? He's not a blind man. He knows exactly what he's doing at the time that he's doing it. After all, he's doing it intentionally. So the Chinook says, Because now you train the guy in sin, and therefore you're going to train him to next time that he's going to do it. And therefore, you brought a stumbling block, that now sin becomes a regularity to this fellow. Another example would be charging somebody interest. Both the malveh and the loveh are transgressing us because they both make a sin. It's a sin to, to charge and it's a sin to accept it. And therefore that would be even on both ends, the malveh to the loveh and the loveh to the malveh. The shortage of the mitzvah is obvious. I'm quoting the chinuch. Ki tikuna olam v'yishuv hi lehadrich b'nei adam velatet lahem you want the world to work and function properly, so therefore people have to help each other out and uh, give each other proper advice. Otherwise, so, so we can't trust anybody once the world doesn't have any trust, so then already it's a hard world to live in. Now I give some examples of this halakha in practice. Number one, the only isur is lifne iver. However, there's no isur of lifne. Two grades or two degrees before. What's the example? Halakha writes, that before the holiday of the Goyim, you would not be able to, let's say, sell them an animal. 
because there's a concern that the goy will take that animal and use it for his holiday, Avodah Zarah. Goyim are not allowed to do Avodah Zarah. So therefore you're transgressing, you're causing the person, or you're helping him commit a sin. So the question is, what about lending him money before his holiday? Well, if you lend the money, he could actually take that money and transfer it to an animal and then bring it as a kurman. But that's already two steps removed. That's giving him the money and he has to turn it to the animal and then bring the kurman. The Gebarah calls that lifne de lifne, and that's not going to be isur. Another case which is very, very interesting, the Hinuch writes, Asur limkor kli milchama vechol davar sheyesh bo nezek l'rabim le'ovde kochavim. We're not allowed to sell weapons to the goyim. Any ammunition to the goyim because we're concerned that it might use, be used, you know, by them to kill people. They're not to kill people, stam. And therefore, unless it's being sold specifically to protect the Jewish people. Uh, you're not allowed to sell ammunitions to an arms dealer who's Jewish who will resell it to a goy. Now, you might come along and say, well, that's lefne de lefne. You're selling it to the Jews, going to sell it to the Goy. No, it's Lefne because you're causing the Jew to make a sin. The Jew to sell it to the Goy, which is a sin itself. And therefore, you cannot sell it to a dealer who's going to sell it to a Goy. This law applies, obviously, in all places, at all times, male and female alike. If somebody transgresses and gives somebody bad advice on purpose, uh, so then, obviously, it's a lav she'en bo ma'aseh. So it's a sin, but there's no... Malkut, but then the Hinuk says the Hidush. He says, or if let's say you have a Nazir, and the Nazir is not allowed to drink wine, and he doesn't have access to wine, and you present him a cup of wine for him to drink, so therefore you also put a stumbling block in front of a uh, person who is uh, 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 causing him to transgress a sin. He says, and in that case, it's Lefne Iver, and he calls it also Lab Maaseh and no Malkut. Questions, what do you mean, not love Shem You gave him the cup of wine. He want to tell me in the case of giving bad advice, verbal. But you've got to give the cup of wine. He actually did a ma'aseh. So the Mepharshim want to explain the Hanuk and say that it's not the Isud is not done when he gives him the wine. The Isud is not done until the Nazir drinks it. And therefore, at the time that he gave him the wine, it's not considered a ma'aseh yet of lefne'iver, lotitem mikshol. It's not finished until after the nazir drinks. So therefore, that would be considered, at the time that he gave it, it's still considered a lab, she'en bo ma'aseh, because there's still not an avera per se that's done. And once the avera is done, it was done without the ma'aseh of the lefne'iver. And uh, the uh, sin must be very serious, because we make vidui every single day, when we say, that's the letter Yud in the Vidui that we gave bad advice. And on the holidays, many people misinterpret what it means. They think that means, you know, without limit. It's as if we're giving bad advice all day long. That's not really the case. But means to investigate. So a lot of times a person gives advice on the, on the fly. Without investigating the two sides, without investigating the case. You have to make bidikot and hakirot. Sometimes the person doesn't know all the reality. And the comes, yeah, do it. But, but you don't know all the, all, all, all the details. So, ya'asnu is sotraot, ad in heker. Without making the proper hakira and the proper analysis, we just 
Sometimes the best advice is to tell the person, I don't know. Better to give no advice than to give bad advice. And that's what the Torah is coming to tell us over here. We have to be very careful. When somebody's asking us an advice, you're now entering the realm of Isure Torah, if again, a person, again, intentionally over here. If a person thinks he's given the right advice and it goes wrong, as we said, that's not a problem. But why, why would a person just answer if he doesn't know? Better to say I don't know than to give something that could be wrong. Baruch Adonai Amen.